We welcome him in. His name is Kevin Gilroy. He joins us here on this little Louie here on ESPN 680. 105.7 at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. Uh, he's always wearing a hat. He sleeps in a hat, Dan. Uh, you need to know this. And he hasn't uh, fully shaved his face uh, since the age of 11. Kevin, how are you this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go grab a hat. Actually, I don't have one on right now. I, you know, it's radio <laughs> no! It's easy enough. Kevin, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I have Kevin, one in my Kevin, office here. Dan, Louie, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Kevin, Kevin, is that the worst introduction you have ever had? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people would get me better than that. Jeez. I've done much worse things in the world than wear a hat everywhere I go. Man, Kevin and Dan have history. They were in the um, Derby draft together this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, hanging out I, for I, at I, least I, by I the way. You, yeah, I think I'm By the way. Who did win that? Uh, a guy named Dan Issel had Mage with the Thank you. Pick. How Thank about you that? very much? Thank you, you. you had Mage, but I had uh, two fills. I had Disarm. I mean, what, what was the criteria there? I feel like I've, I had some, uh, <laughs> you know, better efforts. And two fills obviously ran the better race, so we can count that too, right? Hey, Kevin, we have to say on this show, we, we always acknowledge that Dan drafted Rafe LaFrentz in the top five. Oh. And so when whenever he can win a draft, we let him have it. You understand me? We let oh, Dan Rafe have LaFrentz. that. So we're going to let him God. have this one. You I'm a Jayhawk. <laughs> yeah, you are Jayhawk. Airways, but I am a serious Jayhawk. Rafe, 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 yeah. Rafe, so is Dan. We yeah, have so that in common, too, Kevin. <laughs> you're, you're loving the Jayhawks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan is Dan's personal friends with Bill Self, so we we had Bill on during a Derby Week and and all that kind of stuff. So we uh, oh, I went I I made Kevin I made my very first trip uh, to the Fog in February. They played West Virginia, won by yep. two points, and um, and I made Mister um, Self gave me four Kansas T-shirts. And so I made I made the mistake of wearing one of the Kansas T-shirts to the game, and was shown on national TV. And so I I, I will never for the rest of my life I will never live that down. You so, can't go back. So I'm just going to let you. They won't, yeah, no, they won't no, no, no. I'm I'm all in. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm Heck, all in. Yeah, Rock Chalk. Good squad. The transfers are coming in. Yeah. Rock Chalk. Yeah. How about the fog? Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about it, but you can't beat that place to see it, to see a live sporting yeah, no, event. It's, I got it's, to grow up going yeah. there. It's um, it's a special gift. Oh, All right, well, he's a uh, place. Kevin Kilroy again at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. You can go find his stuff there. You can also find him now as our newest contributor to First Gen Sports, 1ST, firstgensports.com. Uh, Kevin's doing a weekly piece, Dan, that I really like called They Didn't Know. And so in uh, in horse racing, when a horse goes from a long odds to a short odds, we say, well, they knew. Everybody knew. Mm. Um, and uh, They Didn't Know is Kevin's most uh, recent work with us. And it points out where we might have missed the obvious trends in uh, in betting and, and different things with uh, with horse racing. He'll be doing that every week, but he also has the Stephen Foster preview up at the site as well. Uh, Ellis Park uh, hosting its first ever grade one, Kev, because of the obvious track issues at Churchill yep. Downs and the move out to Henderson. Uh, makes the race a little bit different in my mind. Uh, does it change much for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely does. I mean, the way that Ellis Park has been playing, it's been so... 
speed favoring, it, uh, it'll get in all the handicappers' heads for sure. And now we've got the extra wrinkle of uh, the weather coming through. It looks like it's sunny there right now, but I know the track's still wet, and it looks like maybe more rain is in the forecast. So there'll, there'll be a couple uncertainties, which would hopefully create a little bit of volatility there and some, uh, some good prices to, to go after. Um, you know, a horse like Proxy, I think, at Churchill, he's he's in the best form of his uh his ninth career so far, and uh, he would have been much more live at Churchill. And I think, although he gets the rail, which is a good spot to be um, on that track, I think coming from off the pace, it's going to be tough for him in this one. Um, yeah, Ellis Park, it's been it's been speed favoring, and I, but I still I don't want to go. What do you guys think? This, this speed bias number three, you know, twelve to one on the morning line. Luis Saez chooses to ride um, him instead of. Uh, Who's our other guy? Last Samurai, who we rode last time. Seems like he should be able to get a good trip and, and go to the lead. And the price might be right. I'm still. I think it might be a little bit of an underlay because everybody is hip to the um, the speed bias of the track. It would be a, a fitting hunch play to bet the horse named Speed Bias on the Speed Bias track. But I think he's not going to take another step forward. I think we've seen him move forward nicely in three races in a row. And I'd be surprised to see him be able to compete um, with some of these really classy um, top runners from the division. What do you guys think about that Speed Bias? Well, you know, it's certainly something you have to look at. But it's been it's been my experience that if if you start putting too much emphasis on the track bias, it's going to jump up and, and bite you. I still think you, you make an interesting point, Kevin, because I think only two horses in this race have ever raced it at, uh, at, at Ellis Park, uh, and that's West Willpower and Last Samurai, and they both have one race there. And it certainly is a different track than Churchill, uh, yep. for, for, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this might be the Brad Cox pick four. I, I I think I think he's got I think Brad's got a great shot of winning all four of these stake races. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's been a little bit cold though recently. I mean, at, at Ellis, you know, for him, right? He's won three out of sixteen, um, just a, you know, a meager nineteen percent. But in these big races, his barn has been firing to get it done um, very well. But of of those four races, West Willpower, I give I give the best shot to. For sure. I mean, that last race, all these runners are exiting common races in one way or another, whether it's the uh, um, the Blame or the Pimlico Special or the uh, Oakland Handicap. But the Ali Sheba, I think, is the one that we really want to focus on. Um, West Willpower got the lead there, and he you know, had Smile Happy, who broke right to his outside, was able to, uh, to pressure him every step of the way. And talking to, to Pratt after that race, he said, you know, my horse ran better than he did when he won the New Orleans Classic and uh, just folded from being pressured by Smile Happy. And this time they reverse. We got West Willpower breaking to the outside of Smile Happy. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Pratt break in sharp, give a little bit of trouble to Smile Happy there and, and get a better trip than he did last time. I think he runs better with a target early, just uh, pressuring somebody else and then making a big move and gaining confidence from that. So I do give West Willpower a huge shot, but uh, that's Smile Happy. His form is is unknockable. He might be um, sneaking up as as the top runner in the uh, in the division. It's, it's a murky division, right? Who's, who's the best older male going long? And uh, Smile Happy, if he, if he wins this one dominantly, he'd be at the top of the list for me. 
Mm. Yeah, of his last three races, the only one where he he didn't quote-unquote fire. Was that a shorter distance? Was that a mile? So obviously this is a horse that wants to go a little bit further uh, as well. That's the five-smile happy, some of the horses we've been talking about. Proxy, as Kevin pointed out, drew the rail. He's the one tomorrow. Uh, speed bias, that 12-to-1 horse that, that Kevin likes, and frankly, a lot of people like his speed bias, the three horse uh, for Rob Moquette, Louis Size, as he mentioned. Uh, I was there, uh, Kevin, and I, I know five other people who were standing right next to me at Pimlico for that Pimlico special who are still convinced that speed bias won that race uh, against <laughs> right. Rattle and Roll. If you think, if he picks off that race, what do you think he is on the morning line here if he's not 12-to-1? 7-to-1? Um... I if he's the he one horse be. that actually picks off a rattle and roll, I'm saying theoretically, he, if he wins that head, Bob, is oh, he, he is more like a seven to one kind of horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was surprised to see rattle and roll at four to one. You know, he, he's been running big races, winning them in a row, but uh, hasn't taken yep. a huge step forward in terms of uh, looking at the numbers, the speed figures, third graphs, all that. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, but yeah, speed bias was game there, and rattle and roll seemed like he was going to just pass him, you know, by multiple lengths. But um, he dug in in a huge, huge way. So um, what a difference the nose make. If it, if it does give you value there and you really do feel like he, he's the one to get it done, you got size up, the best finisher in the game, in my opinion. Um, there's something there. But I do think it's a big class test. I do think we've got two of the best in here with Westville Power and Smile Happy. And I'd, I'd be surprised to see Speed Bias get it done, but I won't be surprised to see him hang around for a piece. Um, with the way the track's been playing. And that's kind of the way I'm thinking about it, is really using um, those three runners aggressively, my exotics, using Westville Power, Smile Happy. I'm kind of interchangeable between the two. I do want to give the nod to Smile Happy with my win money as long as the value's right. Um, but use Speed Bias in that third or fourth position in the Super Vecta and uh, some of the other logicals to clunk up for a piece uh, to try to make a big swing um, with a pretty... Um, you know, pretty precise ticket so that it's a low cost, but uh, can give me a good payout. Uh, Kevin, let's talk about some of the other races on the card. The eighth race is the Florida Lee, uh, a mile and an eighth, grade two for $400,000. And uh, as I said earlier, the eight to five morning line favorite is Amore, uh, who um, is coming out of a couple of, uh, of grade one races. Uh, aside from Amore, do you give anybody else a shot in that race? Yeah, there's some formful runners in here. That Hardy Constitution has been looking well for Joe Sharp. Um, we've got, uh, you know, Pauline's Pearl has been disappointing, right? But has put some good efforts together, and Steve Asmussen's barn has been uh, has been hot as they get. Um, let's see. You know, those two I think are interesting, but I think I'm the single in here against Amore with Royal Take Charge, that Al Stahl, four-year-old Philly, um, lightly raced, Three wins out of four tries, one second-place finish, and was racing uh, down at fairgrounds there. Um, looked fantastic, beating Nonviolence, who we'll see uh, run today, I believe, running over at Ellis Park. And uh, couldn't get it done against Jumping to the Fire, but was the favorite there. Looks great in that next one over Jungle Juice. And I think really poised to take another step forward at a good price. So that's the type of situation where entices me to play uh, the pick five, pick six, pick four, whatever I use this runner with. But Royal Take Charge, I think, could be sneaky here. We're going to get a good, good price. Mm. Here are the last six winners of this race. She Dares the Devil, Latruska, Midnight Bizu, Elate, Blue Prize, and Forever Unbridled. If the Whoa. graded stakes committee has ever gotten a race wrong, 
it's this one. This is a grade one, no questions asked, because the winners of this race are some of the finest Phillies and Bears that we've had the last decade. And so I really don't understand that. Um, being at Ellis does change things a little bit here. I think that if the track's wet at all, Kevin, I think you lean into the old the old reliables here in, in Amore and in, in uh, Pauline's Pearl, the six and the five here, just because they do have good wet numbers, are able to run uh, that off there. Are you worried at all about the class step for a uh, horse like Royal Take Charge? Which you know, the, the pedigree, horses. you know, looking at uh, Take Charge Row, um, a half there was, was a nice stakes winner. Um, I'm not a class guy too much. I'll, I'll use it if, it if it finds me value as an angle, but I really like looking at, at the figures more and uh, just looking at Thurgraph, seeing how these runners compare. You guys look at look at Thurgraph. It's a, a sheet sure. that I, that I like to look at to uh, to get a good sense and maybe get a little bit of different narrative than I'm seeing with the buyers or the set speed figures. But Amore has been running twos the last two, and of course, the lower the number, the better with Thurgraph. And Royal Take Charge ran a seven, um, finishing second, two back, stepped forward nicely to a three in that last mm. effort. And, you know, they've got a nice deal with patterns where they project whether they're going to run a new best figure or, like, match up what they did before. And 41% of the time, the runners with this pattern run a new top. And a new top definitely puts Royal Take Charge in the mix. So I, I like the form and looking at the form and projecting forward to find value more than I like leaning on class um, or even what a race a horse had done the last race. So, uh, But Amore's been, been fantastic. That was a tough ride last time from being off the pace. Should be more forward in this one. And, uh, you know, and Cox, Giroux, we trust. But uh, I'm going to take a swing again. Uh, Louis, what what was the mayor's name? Blue Point that that won the Florida League? Uh, oh, Blue Prize? Blue, yeah, yeah. Ironically, her she was the one who ran that very close second in the in the uh, distaff last year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, ironically, her very first foal is in today at uh, at Ellis. Oh. Uh, she went through the phasing Tipton sale and uh, XOX Stables bought her. I think they gave $5 million for her. And her first foal is in a maiden race today at Ellis. How about that? How about that? Okay, the next race, the uh, ninth race tomorrow on I the said Ellis. She, ran in the, she won the, the distaff at uh, Santa Anita. I apologize. Go ahead. Uh, is the Wise Dan. A mile and a 16th on the grass, grade two for $400,000. And again, Brad Cox has the morning line favorite. Kevin, does anybody beat set piece in this race? You know, set piece looked good in that last win, but also a runner that tends to find trouble coming from, from off it from the back. So, um, so I'm, I, I don't want to completely fade, but I do want to use some of these price horses that I think um, could be interesting here. What about this? Number two, Touch Revenge, twenty to one on the morning line. Seven-year-old, um, been on the dirt for the past few. Been sprinting. We look at the turf numbers, and they they fit. They're close. We see sharp bullet works coming in. I love seeing that when I see an equipment change like flickers on, flickers off. You know, face Skelly last time. You know, one of the best sprinters out there, and uh, just we you know seven lengths back, couldn't get it done there. But we're moving back to the turf. Francisco Ariata has been riding fantastic. Tuts Revenge is super interesting to me. Camp Hope, I think, finally put it together last out. Cowboy Justice seems interesting. Harlan Estate, Kitten Set. So I really want to spread with those price horses and uh, for the majority of my money. And uh, uh, But I can see Set Piece getting done, too. I don't want to completely fade that runner. Man, I went out. It's funny what you what you like and don't like. I I like a different long shot play here. It play action past the five. I love Tyler getting back aboard here. I think she looked 
tired. Uh, I should say, not ready to run the full mile last time out. We get her second off the layoff here. I think that uh, the two-for-two two lifetime at Ellis is really attractive to me as well, just because so many of these horses, because we're talking about this upper level of graded company, haven't run at Ellis uh, in the way that we're going to be seeing them this weekend. Play Action Pass keeps Tyler in the irons here. Love that. His percentage at Ellis this year has been really great, and so I think he'll be able to time this race really well. And uh, dropping back to 118 in the weight as well, has won twice at that um, at that amount, and so interested to see if she can get uh, the kind of, uh, or excuse me, he can get that kind of trip uh, that I think he can. Just a four-year-old here, I think is going to figure it out this year. Might be one of those. Lost by two and a half lengths uh, last time out in that, that race you mentioned with Camp Hope, who I thought, I agree with you, really put it together that race. Can we see Play Action Pass put it together here at 12 to 1? My guess is is that set piece is going to win the race, and I'll have to use someone like, uh, like him uh, underneath. Dan, where'd you land here? Uh, yeah, uh, this is a single. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spread in the other three races okay. uh, in the pick four. So I'm singling. Uh, play action pass, by the way, owned by Coach Bill Parcells, his yeah. August Dawn farm. That's right. Uh, uh, and so that's where the there name you go, Sweezy. You got a horse to bet on. There you uh, go. That's where that's where the, <laughs> the name came from. But uh, now I'm, um, I, I just. Uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna spread in some of these other races, you, you got to find a single someplace, and this was my single here. Do you have a quick pick for the last race, uh, Kevin? The uh, the Tep in 225k. They're going a mile. It's for three year old fillies. I think it's another one that we want to play against that that favorite. I think Shagara is going to get bet hard. Looked good, didn't beat too much last time. We've got basically the whole field looks like they're poised to step forward. Uh, Sandra D, I think this is a sneaky Steve Margolis horse on the rail there. Um, been working lights out, and he takes a while with his horses. He doesn't have them ready to roll in their first few starts, so I think this is a fifth start. And uh, going to a distance that makes such a pedigree. Uh, Safine, Heavenly Sunday, looks great last time. Girl named Charlie has trip excuses the past two. And Calhoun brought Santa Fe Gold over to the turf last race. So this will be the second time on the turf. Makes sense that we see another step forward with that one. Um, so I'm going to take a, a swing against Shigera in that leg as well with those, those five prize horses. I know Heavenly Sunday is a little bit short there, but um, those are the five that I like. I'll be interested to see the four wonderful ladies four to one on the line again with Tyler and Brendan Walsh one last time at Churchill in that optional claimer uh, that you mentioned where uh, Santa Fe Gold tried to uh, turf for the first time under Vincent Cheminot, who is not aboard here, but we pick up Tyler, which I'm not mad about. And so nope. uh, third start North America should be ready to go in this one. Dan, did you land on anybody here? Uh, you know, I was pretty chalky in this. I, I thought that oh, okay. uh, uh, the five horse, Excuse me, Azera, um, you know, what last year broke, his, broke her maiden at Saratoga yep. uh, as, as a two-year-old and, uh, and came back and, and just got dusted in the, in the Breeders' Cup race. But uh, won her first, uh, first start back. She'll be, um, you know, making her second start of the year. So um, I thought her and Brad's horse kind of stood out here. Like we don't hold the Derby against horses, we tend not to hold those Breeders' Cup juvenile races against horses exactly. either. Yeah. Here he's Kevin yep. Kilroy. He's at Trust Your Luck. He's on First Gen Sports as well, writing for us, doing all that stuff. His preview is called the Stephen Foster Preview. Smile happy and West Will Power rekindle their feud. Uh, Kevin, we appreciate the time. Uh, you and I are going to be hanging out the next uh, little bit, uh, previewing Ellis. Uh, over the next couple of shows. But I think instead of doing that, you should probably just come on this show so I have less prep to do. 
Love hanging out okay, with you guys. Good. I appreciate you having me All right, me Kevin, on. we appreciate you, man. Good Enjoy the Stephen Foster, Kevin. Thank you. I will. Thank you.